Good morning, America. My name is Eric. And today we're going to try to have a coffee talk conversation. Let's talk serious, more serious about black economics. I've been listening to a lot of um, YouTube videos on black economics. Welcome to the craziness that lives inside my head. Now, <clears throat> I would like to clarify myself when I said black economics. I'm talking about the African-American economics in the community. And I was listening to how black wealth, now since they have this thing about um, they're not going to, um, they can't legally uh, forego, you know, your student loan. I had a student loan in 2020. And the way I got rid of it, I mean, I had... I wasn't working, I was getting these checks, and my boss was giving me his checks, and I was getting checks from the government. I paid off my student loan. That's how I did it. But the wealth I wanna talk about, I wanna talk about the 1970s wealth. And when being black, African-American, whichever, rock your boat, um, <laughs> I um I found it was a wise tale, but it was kind of rumored that um, gay men had money. I found out to be a wise tale after I got after I really got indulged into the gay community, the black gay community. But yeah, among the blacks that I hung out with when I wasn't out at the time, gay men have money. They look like they always have money. Yeah, so-and-so always got money. So-and-so buy this. Gay men wore clothes. Gay men always, you know, looks black gay men anyway. They love clothes. They always got new shoes. Put taps on your shoes. Clothes. And um, so they always thought that, that black gay men had money. Now, there was a record came out by the, uh, the Temptations, I think it came out. Don't let the Joneses get you down. Because there was a, a saying back then, trying to keep up with the Joneses. And I remember that record. And I remember um, I had a friend who did have all this money, flashing money, when he bought a Cadillac. Well, as time went on, and when you really get to know people, the insides of what's going on. A lot of those so-called gay men or straight men, whoever, who had these Cadillacs and having all these clothes was living out of their Cadillac. I remember a girl told me, and I said, oh, so-and-so, well, he must got money. He got this. She goes, he got no money. He's He has to live in his Cadillac because he got to pay the car payment. He, got no, he can't got no money for no rent. <laughs> she goes, why do you think he's always at somebody's house? Spending nights. He ain't got no place to stay except his, except his Cadillac. 
And that was, then I realized, okay, okay, when you see somebody with money, you have to step back and think, well, are they working? How are they getting their money? And let's be honest, a lot of people, being that I grew up in the ghetto, those guys who did have all that, most likely was even pimps. They were either pimps or drug dealers. Those are the ones who pretty much had it. But yes, it was rumored that gay men had money. And I know a lot of so-called straight guys wants to have a gay friend, not for sex, because the gay friends, if you have a gay friend, you'll go to his house. And a lot of them came to my house, by the way. He was always going to have the liquor. He was always going to have the drugs. Oh, I want to get high. I'm going up to so-and-so house. I know he got liquor. I'm gonna get, oh, I want to do this. I know they got liquor. But in all honesty, I, when I was looking at these YouTube videos on black economics, and the thing that really shocked me they did a study, I think, and in the black community, you're richer, when you're born, you're richer at birth than you are at death because they blame student loan. They blame all, all, a lot of things they blame because student loan, everybody, uh, I guess in the black community, I guess they was trying to say, student loan is bringing them down. I agree. I had... My student loan was set for 10 years, and um, I didn't know how I was going to pay. I mean, I paid it. I didn't think that I was going to pay it as soon as I, I was. At the time, when I paid off my student loan, I think I had, I think I was paying on it for, I was paying on it for nine years. That's what it was. I was paying on it, no, for eight years. I was paying on it for eight years. And the way I was paying, the way the payments were, because I kept delaying the payments. You could do that. You can fill in a form and say, listen, I won't be able to pay my student loans for a couple of months. And they'll, they'll let you do it. The only problem is that interest piled up. And that was, that's what was holding me back. Because by, by 2020, I should have had it paid by 2020. And I, was, I had the way things was going. I had another two years to go because I kept putting it off. I kept having hardship. I kept getting hardship. Um, I was a massage service. I kept changing jobs. So I had to put my student loan on, on hold for a while. But then when 2020 came, I thought that was, I thought it was my biggest opportunity to get rid of the student loan. And I heard about what Biden was going to do. But you know, I've heard politicians say a lot of things, what they're going to do. I wasn't taking any chances. There was no reason for me to go splurge and buy this and buy that. I took that money and I paid off my student loan. Does that make me any richer? No. But the other thing that was holding me back, I don't know about so many people, black or white, is the government. I couldn't pay my taxes. Remember Marvin Gaye? What's, uh, what's going on? I can't pay my taxes. Was that the one? Was that, was that the song where he couldn't pay his taxes in the song? I couldn't pay my taxes because I was collecting Social Security, which I couldn't survive on. It wasn't enough. And I was uh, working as a massage therapist and I was making over what the government said that I could make. The government put a, put a max 
on what you could make before they tax it. And I kept going over and, and I, I contacted the, uh, the Social Security, um, I should say that, the IRS. She said, well, have them take more money out of taxes out of your salary so at the end of the year you don't have to worry about this. And I said, girl, I said, well, how am I supposed to survive? I said, if, if I go over, and it was a couple of years, I went over what the government said that I could make. One year, I went over $5,000 of what the government said I can make still be on Social Security. So they taxed my Social Security check 85%. How else, so I'm like, well, the government doesn't really help you to get ahead. The government is, is, is I mean, I don't know what's worse. And then they want to know why people do all these things. I'm not for that. I mean, just because you can't pay your taxes and you can't buy food doesn't mean for you to come and, and stick a gun in my back and try to rob me. You just got to find better ways to do these things. Like I said, when COVID came and they didn't, I couldn't, they said we couldn't work for two months. I had a good boss. He paid me for those two months. Plus I got those checks. I paid off my student loan. I said, this is it. Well, that's the only story I got, I guess I could say. I was trying to be, uh, I, I like these coffee, these, these coffee talks. Because I try to be more serious. And I try to be serious. And it's rough out there. It's really rough out there. And I mean, I mean uh, there used to be, in Living Color, Living Color was a, a comedy on TV, a black comedy. And I think, was that the Wayne Brothers? The Wayne Brothers, I think. And they did a skit on West Indian blacks. And I remember in the skit, they was making fun of West Indian. When... Because they always have two or three jobs. I got five jobs, man. How many jobs you got? And another black guy said, oh, I got two jobs. Oh, you, you lazy. You don't know what you're doing. I got five jobs. I got six jobs. I mean, that's how many jobs you have. If you want to get ahead, and I say have wealth, you, not everybody, but you probably need two or three jobs. But the thing is, live within your means. I know a lot of people, especially a lot of blacks, a lot of gay blacks, live above their means. And when you start living above your means, it's hard to get wealth. It's hard to stay above water. I'm just lucky, like I said, I'm just lucky that I paid off my student loan and I was able to pay off some of those, t those t back taxes. Um, I'm, I'm above water. Let's put it this way. Right now, my head is above water. But it doesn't take much for, for me to sink back down. And the government doesn't help you when they start taxing everything. Anyway, thank you for listening to this craziness that lives inside my head. You gotta take it.